702, your number one news and talk station. And it's 25 minutes after 9 o'clock. My name is Aubrey Masango, standing in for Gugs Mshungu. The show is Night Talk. We're going to be talking about a South African doing great things, but the conversation continues about whether she said nine or na or none. And somebody who wishes not to be mentioned by name says, so why say none of my family members then say, and they are South Africans who also deserve jobs. So, you know, there it is. Eh? I suppose that's where the debate lies. If it was none, then why would they be South Africans who deserve jobs? Yeah. Uh, and if it was nine, then, you know, we've got a problem here with nepotism. That's the issue here. We can continue with that conversation as we continue with the show. The numbers to dial 011-8830702 on, uh, uh, in Cape Town, 021-446-0567. And uh, my guest is a South African doing great things, Raymond Ledwaba. He's a chartered accountant by, by uh, profession, and he sits in front of me. Raymond, thank you very much, sir, for coming uh, into studio. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, thank you for having me. So um, why, bro? Why? Yeah. Or why does a guy who is a chartered accountant, black, in South Africa, decide to leave all of the promises of of creature comforts that this kind of job would give you and go into what you're going to tell me you're into now. Okay, so I'm currently running an IT business yeah. um, with my brother and yeah. a friend, yeah. uh, Gideon. And for me, you know, I've been very privileged and very blessed to have opportunities where I've studied in SA and I've studied abroad. Yeah. And I've also had opportunities to work locally and internationally. And... I, th- I suppose, you know, when you travel um, a lot, yeah. you you get to learn what's really important, you know. Yeah. And for me, I started realizing that, yeah, money is, is key to one's life, but it can't be everything. We can't be driven by the pursuit of, of, of cash, yeah. Yeah. you know. So for me, it's always been about significance. It's, it's always been about impact, you know, how, yeah. what value can we add uh, beyond ourselves, what value can we add to our communities and to our country? So, um, I've worked at PwC and, and Barclays. Um, so I've been in, you know, a number of industries. And then my brother, uh, started a business, you know, it's, it's 13 years running now. And he's been asking me to come join him for a number of years, you yeah. know, and we should have your brother in. Yeah. 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 So, so he's, he's been asking me to come join him and he feels like, you know, you're a chartered accountant, you've got an MBA, you will be best place to move this company sure. forward. Yeah. And for two years, I've been scared. For two years, I've always said, no, I'm not ready. And I suppose it, it happens a lot to, to people where confidence, right? Like you don't believe in yourself, you don't believe in your abilities. Sure. Um, but then, you know, he, he believed so much in me and, and eventually we're just having a conversation in, 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 in the office and he said, Ray, you need to you need to leave, and you need then to make I, some decisions. The yeah. next day, I went to work um, at Barclays, and I just resigned. I didn't really know much about what I would be doing, and here I am. I want to ask you a question uh, around the profession of accounting. Sure, uh, the profession of being a chartered accountant, uh, and a lot of people will say that it's one of those few empirical sciences. Um, that that a lot of us black people are not really involved in. We mm. find ourselves more involved in the humanities, uh, in in the legal profession, uh, and few 
of us involved in medicine and so forth. But chartered accountancy is one of those where black people are uh, feature very little in. Right. Talk to me about the formative years of Raymond Ledwaba and what led you to go in the path of pursuing a chartered accounting um, qualification until you got it. You got it. So I. It's a very weird story because I'm a chartered accountant by mistake, actually. Oh, by default. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. so I yeah. actually wanted to be an engineer. Yeah. Um, but finances, you know, were a key challenge. So when I was in matric, I always had this desire and this dream to fix planes so that, that I wanted to be an aeronautical engineer. Yeah. Um, so in matric... You know, my dad tells me, look, Ray, there's no money for you to go to school. Yeah. Uh, you need to figure out a way that you can get a scholarship or a bursary. And because I wanted to be an engineer so much, I applied for bursaries. Only one company said, look, okay, we're going to invite you for an interview, right? So I said, okay, I've got this interview, one shot. And I believe in a number of cases, black people in this country, we really have one shot. Yeah. And if, if we don't if make that, it, you know, yeah, yeah. We, there aren't really many second chances, yeah, right? So yeah. I said, okay, let me be as best prepared as I can. Yeah. So I applied for bursaries with other professions so that I could prepare in interviews. So, you know, I applied for chartered <laughs> accountancy yeah, yeah, yeah. interviews yeah. and there were three of them. Yeah. And the engineering one was the fourth interview that I was going to go to. And I went to the first interview for CA and they said, Ray, we actually are going to give you the money, you know? And now I was stuck in a, in a, in a hard situation. Yeah, the practical realities of having the money of the bursary exactly. and your aspirations to become an engineer. So it was a matter of uh, one bird in the hand is better than none at all, hand. yeah? Exactly. Yeah. So I just made the decision, you know what, the money is now guaranteed. Um, my, my situation at home wasn't really ideal. So yeah. I knew that I couldn't gamble, you know? So... I've had to sort of fall in love with yeah. the profession. It wasn't really my first choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's, a, it's, a, it's been a really great journey. I don't regret it at all. Yeah. I've learned so much. I've, I've, I've been to so many my places. My guest is South African doing great things. Raymond Ledwaba, he's a chartered accountant by profession. He's CEO of, I think, Smart Solutions, a company uh, he functions in with, together with his brother. Um, and I, I want to go back to the empirical nature of chartered accountants. Right. It's not it's not the kind of um, of profession or function that allows for much opinion, right? Mm. If I want to be a journalist, you know, I can wangle things around. Right. I can wing it here and there by throwing an opinion there. If I want to be, and, and that is not to say that journalism is something that you can just uh, play at, right? Or or any of the humanity studies, whether it is a law, or whatever the case may be, but. We don't find ourselves in those professions much. I'm talking about those professions that don't allow for too much room for uh, creativity, if, mm. as it were. Uh, what was it about your upbringing that made you, I suppose, be able to tackle an, a vocation like chartered accountancy uh, versus, I suppose, you could have become, I don't know, you could have become so many other things. What was it that... Uh, you speak of your father, but what was it that planted the seed that gave you the mindset of not uh, of being able to handle something that isn't too accommodative of other opinions, as it were? So it's actually my father. So 
in my family my father is, is he's my hero you yeah. know and i keep on saying it and i'll keep on saying it he yeah. is really my hero because he has created this environment in the house where none of us believe that we can't do anything we can't achieve anything so when you're saying you know accountancy is this empirical thing to me i'm like no but it's it's, it's not, not yeah, so, you yeah. Know, it's just the career yeah anyone can do it like, yeah if you really put your mind to it and you apply yourself but that is powerful you put in the work you that can is do anything, powerful. You know? so, so so what you're saying to me is that the idea of I can do anything was normalized in your yeah. family by your dad. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying this, uh, Raymond, because a lot of us, like myself, who looks at you, a young guy, a black chartered accountant. Wow, wow. Okay. It's because I've normalized the idea that that is not normal. And right. you're saying to me, we need to move that. Of we need course. to push that away and say it's normal even in our heads. Yeah, I mean, like the mind, mindset is everything. Yeah. Environment is key. And you look at the, you know, where we are as a country now, we've sort of like, we are driven by this culture of expectancy. Uh, and it's, this expectancy is outside ourselves. Yeah. So we expect others to be doing things for us. We and circumstances outside of exactly. ourselves. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we need to realize that everything is, a, is within our own wow. power. You know, like it doesn't matter where you come from. See, I mean, that's what I told you. South African doing great things. Everything happens inside of you. You decide what is right, what is wrong, what is normal, what is not normal. And here is a young man who decided that uh, being a chartered accountant is as normal as being what, an aeronautical engineer. Yeah. Crazy. You're still young enough to go for it. Thinking about it? No. <laughs> yeah, no? Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a good space where I'm at yeah. now. I enjoy what I do. Yeah. I love what I do. I'm doing a couple of things. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm good. Give me a call. You're young, you're black, you're gifted, you're white too. No problem. Yeah, I'll probably start getting all sorts of SMS. If you are a young person out there and you're thinking about becoming a chartered accountant, and you have been confronted by all of the ideas that say it is impossible for you, for whatever reasons. Give me a call. Here's a young guy. Do you mind if I ask you how old you are? I'm 31. A young guy who has made it a normality in his mind that he will do things that we, the rest of us, mere mortals, I think are abnormalities. Give me a call. Oh, double one eight eight three oh seven oh two. My guest's name is Raymond Ledouard. But let's talk about where you are now. Sure. So you decided that you were going to leave the lucrative jobs with uh, KP. No, you're sorry. You don't. Oh, no, 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 please. <laughs> T- tell me what you think about the whole KPMG story. Oh, man, where do we start? Yeah. Uh, this, this is coming from a chartered <laughs> accountant, uh, ladies and gentlemen. What, what do you think about that? It's a, it's a really tough one because, yeah. you know, I, I've got uh, very good friends that work at KPMG. Yeah. And I know, you know, them as good people, yeah. people with integrity. And I know that their decision making is not necessarily driven by... Um, Political influence, yeah. and 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 I think that's where KPMG finds itself right now. So it's it's a tricky one because on one end you really have good solid individuals who are working in in these companies, and it's not just the KPMG yeah. problem. Yes, yeah. it's a, it's a it's a broader corporate South Africa problem, you know. And I think in the in the next coming days we're going to see more companies yeah. that are, are going to be implicated in yeah. these scandals. It's yeah. just not KPMG, but at some stage, it is really a leadership issue. And at some stage, the people who are making the decisions um, sort of like lose, 
lose. And I suppose track. that's the tragedy of this KPMG yeah. debacle, debacle that we're looking at at the moment. That a lot of us dependent depended on the residual sort of um, trust that we have of the kind of caliber of person that works there. You say solid people. We 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 intuitively or perhaps even consciously believed in that solidness. Mm-hmm. Once there are these kinds of um, uh, stories that are floating about, that solidity becomes very liquid and that's a problem, right? Yeah, and, yeah? and, and I think we need to understand or leaders, right, uh, need to really understand the responsibility of their roles in society and outside their own organizations because now, you know, I'm in this one WhatsApp group and uh, the scandal breaks out yeah. and, you know, my two friends are being asked, okay, what do you guys think? And for me, I'm like, oh my God, like I know these two people, but because of the leadership issues, everyone else they sort of like tainted, becomes yeah. tainted, yeah, yeah. you know? So our leaders need to understand that they are not just you, about would, themselves. Would, 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 would you, you know? have gone to the wedding? <laughs> As, why? Uh, but would you? I mean, given the the reality that KPMG was dealing with, yeah. uh, with I think it was the um, uh, uh, Free State Government, uh, thirty million rand came through them. It was made to be a business expense that mm. was tax deductible, and right. that is really the big issue at the moment. Yeah. I, I interviewed uh, the the former CEO, Mr. Uh, uh, his name, I forget his name now. Khosan, I interviewed him the other day and uh, uh, he said something about, yeah, you know, he really regrets going to the to the wedding, right? And and that has now become the issue. Uh, you shouldn't have gone to the wedding. You ate the cake, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Would you have gone? I think that's it's, it's a tough one, right? Yeah. Because on one end, if you've got a client, yeah. you're going to try and... Uh, build a relationship. Build a re- relationship. Business yeah. is about relationships. Yeah. Now, if if one of your your clients invites you to 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 a wedding, right? Yeah. You, as 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 the leader of your company, wanting to build a business and wanting to grow your your business, you might say, "Okay, cool. Let me go to the wedding for relational reasons. Yeah. To build a good relationship with my yeah. client. Yeah. Yeah. However, you know, one also needs to consider. Public opinion. So if I go to this wedding, how do I appear taking into account everything that's happening around this family? And I suppose that goes back to the whole issue about leadership that you were talking about, that leaders need to have that 2020 vision almost. In other words, to have that 365 365 degree sort of vision where they see not only the implications of their actions, but... Uh, the implications of their actions to their industry, to yeah. their business, to all of those kinds of things. Yeah. You know, you're responsible to so many stakeholders. Yeah. It's, it's not just yourself, your employees, but it's also, you know, uh, how labor sees you, how m- the media sees yeah. you. You know, public opinion is so strong. Yeah. And right now, this I'm not sure how KPMG is going to deal with this reputational challenge that they're facing at the moment. Um but I think leadership needs to come out and be honest and be transparent. You strike me you as know? somebody that uh, values certain uh, 
uh, principles and values such as honesty, um, yeah. such as such as uh, uh, being able to be accountable for whatever actions that you take. You are now the CEO of this business in which you and your brother are operational. Yeah. How do those values that you seem to be very, very um, strongly attached to, how do they manifest and express themselves in this new venture? And I call it new, but it's 13 years old. Yeah. How how do they find manifestation? Uh, and I suppose it's an indirect question of asking you, what do you guys do? Yeah. How many people do you employ? And how do those values, that the general mission statement that you personify, expresses itself in that company? So, um, excuse me, IT Think is a software development and consulting business. Yeah, uh, We focus pri- primarily on two core um, Competencies. So one is we build software and the other one is we focusing on ERP um, uh, implementations and training and so on, which is a very tough market to break into as a small black yeah, company. Yeah, yeah. Not many black companies are playing in this space. And as a upcoming, you know, uh, IT business where the brand is not as big as, you know, your Accenture's, your PwC, who, who are companies that we are competing with. Yeah. It becomes a bit a bit of a challenge to break into the market, but what we're doing now is we're bringing in skilled people yeah. um, who can do the work and deliver the work, and we're getting them, you know, upskilled yeah. on 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 our systems, and so that's that's what we do right now. From a staffing perspective, we we believe in we believe in giving back and working with young graduates, yeah. right? whom we know based on you know the universities or the colleges that they studied in because South Africa is a, a is a place that still has a lot of structural challenges that for many black people it becomes difficult to break into a market simply because of which school did you go to? Yeah, if you, you come know, like, from, if you come from uh, Fort Hare, yeah. uh, and there's another guy who comes from Verts, you're in trouble if you come from Fort Hare. Huh? It's not about what do you know. Yeah. It's firstly you are judged based on on, which on dodgy spurious stuff yeah for you sure you know yeah so what we're doing right now is we've got a program and we've got partnerships with Microsoft and with MICT CETA where we are taking uh graduates from TUT Tswane University of yep. Technology and we we're taking in these bright young minds and we are upskilling them for a year and yeah. we're training them about you know what it's what it's like to be in a business what software development competencies do you need? We yeah. give them training and so on. So yeah. we've got about 40, 40 to 50 um, of these graduates in the business right now. We've got a team that is servicing a big client, about 15 people. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's uh, new hires that we, we bring on money. board. You're making money, dude. We are making... <laughs> We're making money, but cash flow, you know, like there's a, one of the things that I'm learning in business is there's really a difference between profit and cash flow. Yeah. You know, you need profit is sort of like theoretical, like you can do all these calculations, revenue less your expenses, but at the end of the month, What's there's, really there's happening? There's salaries that need to be yeah. paid, and you need to have that cash flow right now. You can have your profit at the end of the year, and so on. Yeah. So yeah, I want to take a break on O double one eight eight three O seven O two. I'm speaking to a South African. South African doing uh, great things. His name is Raymond Ladwaba. He is 
uh, CEO of I Think Smart Solutions. I want to talk to you about the whole idea of credentialism. I talk about it all the time uh, after the break. Um, when people think that because they've got a certificate from whatever university, yeah, whether it's the South African Ivy Leagues mm. yeah, or whether it is TUT or whatever the case may be, the people think that because I've got this certificate, I am competent. I want right. to talk to you about that because I think that as a business person, you are finding something uh, that is a totally different reality to that. By the way, give us a call. 011-883-0702. I'm talking to a South African doing great things. And by the way, if you are in Cape Town, 021-446-0567. Uh, when we come back, we continue with this discussion. All right, 13 minutes to 10 o'clock. My guest is South African doing great things. A young man, CEO of, I think, Smart Solution. Uh, Raymond Adwaba is my guest. And uh, let me read you some of the SMSs that have come through. I asked, I suppose, a question that digressed a bit from the issue that we've been talk- talking about. I asked, I mean, uh, um, Raymond, as, as to whether or not he would have gone to the wedding. And uh, this person says, bearing in mind that, when the wedding took place, it seemed like an innocent invitation and there wouldn't have been anything wrong with accepting the invitation when no fraud had taken place. We actually wouldn't have made any noise about it. Attending a wedding has never been a crime. Absolutely agree with this person. But I suppose if you're the leader of an organization, you need to, you need to anticipate such. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what leadership is supposed to be about, right? Exactly. And, and, and accountability at yeah. the end of the day, you are expected to take... Yeah you know, the, the fall yeah. and, and, and manage it in yeah. some way, you know. Yeah. So it's, it, it is tricky. It yeah. is really a tricky situation yeah. Yeah. because you, on one end, you really understand why yeah. someone would go. Yeah. But then on the other end, there, there are all these other considerations that must be made, uh, all these dots that must be crossed yeah. or, you know, yeah. Yeah. connected yeah. and so uh, on. Ushati says, uh, do you know the Ledwabas of mums, Mama Queen Ledwaba and Tlantla Ledwaba? Yeah, no, unfortunately, and I come from mums, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know those people. We talked just before the break about the the issue of credentialism. It's a, it's a, it's a very personal, passionate issue that I have. Yeah, uh, on a daily basis, I speak to young people that have degrees, two, three degrees, and they're sitting languishing at home, can't find a job, uh, and they, they are, they are de- depressed anxious and angry at a system that told them that this is what you need to do in order for you to get a job. They're not getting the jobs. How do you speak to a person, young person who is at that place? So, again, a very broad question. And it's one that one has to sort of like uh, break it down. So let's start first with our education system. Because our education system is one that is sort of like pushing this rote learning, you know, memorize, 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 go write an exam and then pass the exam and then you get this piece of paper. Yeah. And then we are all about grades. Yeah. So what grades did you get? I got a 90%. So what? You know, you, you just memorize 90% of the questions in that paper, right? Yeah. We need to sort of like rethink how we are educating people. Because in my view, education should be about problem solving, critical thinking. Competence. Can you, can you break down a topic and look at multiple sites there's there's not always 60 vision you know it's not yeah. always like one way yeah so f- it's it's not necessarily or entirely these graduates fault that they are now in a situation where yeah. sure. they have this these papers and they expect that because i've got these papers these certificates i'm going to go get a job right but it's, it's sort of like a system that's told them that that is okay 
you know so that is not actually how things work yeah, you yeah. know a, a certificate only gets you through the door give me a call 0118830702 and how much of what you've just told me now goes into this program that you guys have yeah. um at your company i think IT smart think. solutions it, IT think. think yes it yes. think smart solutions to what extent does that consciousness um, find expression in the youngsters that you get into your company and start talking to them because I worry very deeply about the fact that a lot of people think that just because they are certificated that they are competent. Yeah. Uh, and and and, and, I, and I watch a lot of guys, young guys, and they'll talk about, yeah, I've got this and I've got this. And I say, can you do the job? Mm. And what do you mean? I've got the certificate. But yeah, I know you've got the certificate, but can you do the job? To what extent does that question appear in your yeah. conversations with the people that you, you deal with? You know, so with my team, I always say, for me, attitude is everything. Yeah. You know, so I actually look more for attitude because I believe people can be trained sure. to do yeah. anything. Yeah. So you can come with your certificate, uh, but if you don't have the real, the right attitude, if, you, if you're not inquisitive, you're not curious, you're not, um, you don't take initiative, you know, you, you want to be told everything. So my management style is completely different. Yeah. I, uh, I don't like to micromanage. Yeah. Um, sometimes the, you know, the needs of the business might require that you pay more attention to particular things and then you spend more time with people uh, because you know, sometimes personality yeah. types yeah. Uh, yeah. vary and yeah. some people cannot self-manage sure. or they, they don't really like not knowing what to do so you have to spend time with them and show yeah. them and and, yeah. and and coach them through yeah. what needs to be done you know so i always say to the team guys look for us it's all about value creation and i think you know to all the, to all unemployed graduates in the country who've got certificates and who've got degrees what value can you create what problem are you seeing in the market right now that you have a solution for um then Trans- but, but, but our education system does not teach us yeah. how to seek out problems in order to solve them. Our, 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 our education system prepares us to answer questions that we parrot learned. Yes. Right? And, 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 I, and I don't know if it's even correct to call it an education system because it should be called something else, which mm. I cannot repeat on radio. But I, I, I'm interested to find out from you that as you hear youngsters who rightfully are demanding education, who are rightfully demanding that education be, be free, because I think that's what education... Education should be free. Are, are they being prepared, in your opinion? You're 31 years old. You're running a company. You're successful at it. You've made some serious choices in your life. Mm. Do you think that our young people are being prepared for the reality? That is the world of 2017 going into 2018. So let me take a step back and just mention that it is very, very difficult for me to talk about, um, you know, when people are saying education should be free and... You know, young people are demanding free education. And for me, it was to really I don't know whether schooling can be free, but I believe education can be free. So so for me, the, the, the challenge is that even though I come from a background where I knew that if I had not gotten the bursary, there was no way my father would have been able to pay for my fees. I knew that. And, you know, by the grace of God, I 
got a bursary. Yeah. And ever since I have I've done my masters, I've yep. never paid for school. Yeah. So, you know, I've always been sponsored for school. So it's it's a it's a it's a different it's 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 a big privilege yep. to be in that situation. Oh, so it's yep. hard you know, when you speak from a position of privilege sometimes yep. uh I do not want to come here and pretend that yep. I understand the the struggle yep. where someone really is struggling to pay registration yep. fees. Yep. Let's even start with yeah, sure. can you even afford to just register? Yeah. We haven't even talked about like food uh, books books accommodation yep. and all of those those things so it's a really tough one for me personally right yeah. um but going back to your question around are our young people in the country prepared for what lies ahead in 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 the business world absolutely not and that's why for us we are sort of like retraining and we're saying great you've got this qualification it sort of like proves that you can start something and finish it. And yep. pretty much that is it, right? Yep. Like if you think about what a degree is, it, it's literally like you can start something, spend a couple of years in the process. You can work with people because like you'll do group assignments and yep. so on. Yep. And then you will finish, yeah. right? That is pretty much for me what it proves. But in terms of all the other elements, can you deliver, can you add value? I believe you need to step up and, and, and show up and, you know, take initiative in the business. Do you think that corporate South Africa is aware of what you've just said now? And are they doing enough to re-educate for the purpose of uh, having uh, youngsters who will add the kind of value you're talking about? Absolutely not. Yeah. And I'm going to speak as a black person yep. now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in my previous company, I used to have this feeling that what we need and I, I unfortunately I, i've been struggling a lot in terms of and perhaps someone out there has a way to do this but our black young graduates have a problem of confidence you know yeah. it's it's sort of like can i really do this and, and where, they where does it come from then? a number of things it comes from lack it comes from an environment where you don't see people around you who are doing amazing things. Yeah. You know, so you don't, you don't grow up knowing. Which is why we have you here. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't grow up knowing or seeing yeah. people in your like family you, that yeah. look like yeah. you who come from your environment and who are building amazing things. I've got to stop you there. I've got to stop you there, Raymond. We've run out of time. Favorite song? Your favorite song. Good Lord. Um... I've been listening to this guy, Sizwe Mpofu Walsh. Yep, yep. And he is such a conscious young rapper yeah. right now. And he's got a, a song. It's about land, bringing our land back. Yeah. Uh, I forgot the name, but but right now that song is, is really talking oh, to me I would have loved to talk many, to you about the land. Uh, yeah, a, yeah. a favorite quote that you live by? Um Sure, I'm not prepared yeah. for this. <laughs> Come on, boy. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. The essence of it. Ah, you can do anything. Yeah. If you put your mind to it, like really there aren't limits. Limits are only in your mind. One person that you would like to sit with and have a conversation at a dinner table. Jacob Zuma. <laughs> okay. Do you mind if I ask why? I would just like to understand what is going on in his mind. Honestly. Yeah. I would really I like to, 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 I think I hear you. to get 
it from him, not the media yeah, version yeah, yeah. of what we are told. But I would just like to say, you know, Mr. President, what? can you explain yeah. to me you. your journey in the past eight years? You Raymond Adwaba has been my guest. Uh, he's a South African doing great things. My brother, thank you very much for coming to studio, just articulating your story. And I know that a lot of people have resonated with your journey. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me.